0: Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast as we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end, and now let's get to it. Hey, we're back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. And uh, it's a sunny day in the Northwest. And uh, at this time of the year, we are happy to have sun. Yes. So, we're glad to be back, and we are now in our uh, final episode of the series, Hide and Seek.
1: And we're here to bring tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. You usually say that. I
0: know, but I was waiting for you to say it, so (laughs) thanks for picking it up. Yeah. Thanks for picking it up. So, Hide and Seek, Identity, Connection, Trust, and Today vulnerability because the key thread through all this is do i really believe this stuff and am i committed to doing it yeah so vulnerability if
1: if you've missed the previous uh episodes you can find them uh the first one was on identity and this this is all for season two uh episode nine was identity episode 10 was connection Episode eleven is trust, and like Gil said today, we're doing episode twelve, which is vulnerability.
0: I think, like we were saying, these all stand alone or as a group. You know, you can still get you know however you want to listen to them. So anyway, so let's let's talk about vulnerability. Let's let's get down to the definition. You always like the definition. What are we talking about? So you give them the noun. I'll give them the adjective.
1: Okay, the noun form of vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Wow. That's enough to put your hair on ends.
0: Boy, that that really is, because <laughs> the word exposed, nobody wants to do that. You know, I'm going to be naked to the world, and I don't want to do that. And if I'm going to be naked to the world, I'm going to run. Or I'm going to hide.
1: Or you'll scare little children if you're naked to the world.
0: Well, yeah, that's called the <laughs> indecent exposure. You yeah. could probably get arrested. <laughs> probably. So the adjective, you know, I'm still stuck on this word exposed. Yeah, that really brings something up for me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in, in uh, the remarriage world, um, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people. And when they get to this place of vulnerability... One of them will pipe up who has been hiding or is hiding, and they go, you're exposing me. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, they don't want to be exposed. They don't want to be known. They don't want to be real. And so the very thing that they want, they're not going to get because they refuse to be vulnerable. Now, we're going to get into the issue around smart vulnerability, but this one really speaks to my heart personally and because as a counselor, how many people I sit with who need to be vulnerable, but they refuse. And that exposure, I grant, granted, it's not comfortable and it's not easy, but it's the very thing they need to do. So let's move to the adjective of vulnerability. And the adjective is being capable of or susceptible to being wounded or hurt, such as from a by a weapon, a vulnerable part of the body open to mortal attack, criticism, temptation. So, again, you know, the old comment, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a full pot of hooey because no, 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 words really do hurt you.
1: Oh, on so many levels for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this statement I read. Being vulnerable in a relationship means allowing your partner. I got to stop there. Confession. I cannot use the word, word partner in a marriage. That just partner to me is a business partner. If you're married, it's your spouse. So you could be in a relationship and I guess you could have a partner, but I'm going to say spouse because...
0: Sure, I sure. It's your show. <laughs>
1: Partners to me is a business partner. It's not covenant. It's not... Okay. Covenant. Start over. Being vulnerable in a relationship means allowing your spouse to know you fully. Your thoughts, your feelings, your challenges, and your weaknesses. It can be scary to show those sides to our spouses out of fear or being judged. Boy, that's Ooh. an understatement, mm. huh? This is how true intimacy... Intimacy is achieved. We are known, accepted, supported, and loved. Mm, wow. Boy, that's a mouthful. I mean, it can be very scary for some people. I think all of us, at some level, to be vulnerable because, like you said, we're exposed. It's like, who's going to protect us? If I'm going to be vulnerable and say how I'm really feeling, people may not like me. They may not accept me, and then then it goes into they may judge me. And I want people to like me.
0: Yeah, especially when the relationship, especially in marriage, started off as romantic and intimate. And we, ha- we could talk until 2 in the morning, every night of the week, mm-hmm. because we wanted to be known, because I want to know you. Well, just because you've been married 5, 10, 15, 20 years doesn't mean that vulnerability and wanting to be known is over. Because you know we're coming up yeah. on 18 years, and there are still things that I'm learning mm-hmm. about you, and some of those things I don't learn unless you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that I want from you. So I have to, you know, again rely back on the, the the topic we talked about in the last episode. What is the environment that I am building and creating for a safe environment for you to be vulnerable? And
1: am I doing that for you too? Right. That would be a great conversation for couples to have.
0: Yeah, it's a dangerous conversation to have, but it's the one that we really all want. And if we are not, we are playing hide and seek. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point of this whole four-part series is to get to this point. Because being vulnerable is completely the opposite of what I want to do. I want to run the other way.
1: And still be loved and accepted and everything is going to be just fine.
0: Yeah, it's, just, it's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. And when, when we talk to people who were getting ready to coach, one of the questions we ask is what's the end in mind? And they go, well, we want to be happy and we want to be on rocking chairs in our older years, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, I don't want to be too vulgar here, but that's not what you're really shooting for. Yeah, you would like to grow old together. That's a great goal. But the ultimate is to be so known by one another and still loved still valued still cared even with me accepting your as well as my own warts
1: right yeah i and that's loaded so but before you get to that loaded part of being known what? Tell me more about this word vulnerability. I just the well, what do there, you call it? The etymology of a word, the, or the,
0: the uh, what's that? The what's syntax, the, the etymology yeah. of a word. Well, um, I have a, a son who is um, he's got his master's degree in literature and he's a poet and he don't know it. Well, yeah, he he knows it. He knows it. <laughs> but he 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 told me a phrase one time in Latin of which I cannot pronounce. I've, I've literally, I have a a scrap of paper in my hand that is literally probably, yeah, I wrote this on a scrap of paper in August, 2012. (laughs) This thing is old and, and it's, it's beat up and, and it really is very powerful. And I will not be pronouncing the Latin very well. So dear son of mine, I apologize in advance. The Latin, each word starts with the word V, and I'm going to just do my really worst case here to say it's varicit vistus That's really bad Latin. Sorry about it. The translation is what I want to get to. Courage grows strength from a wound. When you talk about the Latin about courage growing strength from a wound, it was because you were exposed, you got wounded, and now it's going to take courage that's grown maybe uh, some strength by stepping back into it and going at it again. You know, who needs, who needs your strength? Well, your family, mm-hmm. your, your spouse, they need your strength, and, and who needs your courage? They all do, even you. Mm-hmm. But where does courage come from it comes from the heart and when it's been wounded do i have the courage to get up and fight again you know it's it's kind of back to an old uh, uh speech that goes back oh my gosh hundreds of years uh and then teddy roosevelt kind of talked about it about being the the, the last one standing in the arena And the fact that you fought and you might have blood and dirt and sweat all over you, but you at least went into the arena. And whether you failed or won, it was the fact that you went and you fought. And when you are fighting for hearts and the emotional connection between you and your spouse, you and your children, or someone that you love and care about, you got to go into the arena. And if you don't go, nothing happens and actually drift And disconnection and disappointment creates that void that only vulnerability can can fill. So in a way, why do I need courage to be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. it takes courage to be vulnerable. And if I've been wounded... In that wound is where the strength grows because the wound can heal. And it's going to remind me that that is where I was wounded. And honestly, you guys, the very place that might be the strength of your emotional uh, moxie is might be where you actually got wounded Mm -hmm. because that wound, that, that strength could be out of pride, but when it's been wounded and healed and it is restored with humility that is when someone has a lot of depth and strength and then they battle from the heart of love.
1: Right, and they, because I know I can speak for myself, the places that I've been wounded that have been healed, that that uh, that experience is in my gut, that it's a part of me, not only emotionally, but physically. I feel it in my gut so I, I can speak and I can battle for other people's hearts because I understand that wound.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and you don't know it unless you go through it yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so you want to go there. You know, the couples that have vulnerability in their relationships actually experience a couple of things. They experience openness, Mm -hmm. they experience a balance in give and take. You know, it's not always on the take, sometimes it's on the give. But sometimes I've Mm -hmm. sat with couples and they need to be speaking up for what they need and they don't have the courage to ask because they don't want to get disappointed or hurt, because to ask feels exposed. But it's the very thing they need to do. With politeness, with kindness, what else do they get? Well, they get to be known. And and to be known, I mean, I asked when we were kind of talking about this, Brenda, would you want to be known? Now,
1: I would, but I know a lot of people that don't want to be known because of... What I mean, I don't know what you see in the counselor's chair. I would guess things that people would want to hide and not be known because of maybe uh, past things that they've done that they feel guilty for, past things that were done to them that they're feeling guilty for that they felt maybe they were at fault or something. Um, but what, what have you seen in the counselor's chair why people don't want to be known? Well,
0: well, well typically when, when we're really getting down to the place of someone being transparent, genuine, authentic, mm-hmm. okay, that, that sounds all well and good. But I can think of a number of clients, both in in marriages and premarital or a single individual, and they really desire this thing. I want to be known. I want to be accepted and approved of, but I can't get there. And so they go into hiding, uh, like you mentioned, because there's been wounds. It's too scary. And typically when I see people in that place, it's because they are hiding and they're hiding because they might be so wounded so deeply because it could be traumatic. Mm. It could actually be a side effect. Uh, excuse it could actually be a side effect of post-traumatic syndrome. You know, they, they, they refer to it as PTSD and uh, it's not a disorder, ladies and gentlemen, it's a wound and it creates a disorder in how we function and interact with others because that wound gets in the way and the only way the wound can be cleansed is to actually do the very thing you don't want to do, and that's expose it. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I I find it so interesting that when when this begins to happen in session, it's kind of like there's fear and anticipation at the same moment. Mm. Because somebody is actually hearing, interpreting, and getting the wound that this person has endured. And there's this anticipation that antiseptic or a balm or a salve is going to be applied to that wound emotionally. And, and it's going to be understood and handled with gentleness. But at the last minute, they pull back or they snap because the post-traumatic syndrome kicks in and they either fly or fight. Mm. And when that happens, the very thing that was close, they have to try again. And that might just be because the truth of the incident cannot be forced. You cannot approach truth around a wound that's traumatic too abruptly. And so just like love and just like, you know, the the aspect of being vulnerable, you have to let the other person set the pace, but always, always stay present and connectable. So that they have that opportunity. And
1: approachable.
0: And approachable. Yeah. Back to that connection piece.
1: And once again, I said this in all you know four episodes of this series of when these deep conversations come, it's just a matter of putting those glasses of curiosity on and not come out swinging with judgment or blame or anything like that, because that's going to shut anybody down. And the idea is that you continue to deepen that connection so your marriage is stronger. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it reminds me of a story, um, a couple we worked with recently who were having some challenges in the financial area and um you know we don't go into details with that but it's it's like I said in the beginning with them it's like it's probably not about the finances so as we got talking about it um you know and there was just it's like it's like a cycle that happened every couple weeks they would butt heads about you know somebody not spending the right amount of budgeted money or whatever and and the more we were talking to one of them, they realized um, from family of origin that there are these expectations that their parents had on them about this is the best way to handle your money and this is the best kind of budget and you have to do it this way. So this person had so much pressure on them and felt like they were failing because they weren't doing it exactly the way they were taught, which leads back to pleasing their parents, you know, not wanting to be a failure, but they were feeling like a failure. And Gil has his little pinky up, which means he has a thought on this.
0: Well, to, to pick up on what you're saying, though, Brenda, was is that this person, uh, their internal standards were so high
1: mm-hmm.
0: upon themselves. I mean, it, it, and, and to express that vulnerably was the crux of that, that point in, in the session,
1: That's what I was getting to.
0: Okay. Because, because, (laughs) not to steal your thunder, but when this person said, it's because I have this sense of failing and the other spouse looked at them and was completely caught off guard. Like I had no idea you were feeling that.
1: And he, they didn't want them to feel that way. I mean, so once again, it was not about the money at all. It never is about the money. It's like that video is not about the nail that is out there.
0: <laughs> but, but in that moment, the, the the spouse that was like, oh, my word, really? That's what it is? They, they wanted to rush in because they didn't want to see their spouse hurting. Mm-hmm. And I literally had to kind of go, hold on a second. They need to feel the pain so that it gets cleansed out. Because if I don't embrace it then it it doesn't get a finish. That's been something that was sitting literally in their craw probably close to 20 years, maybe longer. And in that moment, there was such revelation and safety to be able to share the deep, vulnerable, misconstrued, distorted emotion and... You can't, don't fix it. Just listen to it and understand it, acknowledge it.
1: Right. And the other spouse was quiet to let this person kind of figure all this out. And there was safety there for them to be vulnerable. And totally, you could just see the light bulbs going on. It's like, wow. Yes, this was a lot of work, but look at the fruit that comes out on the other end of the that was absolutely 100% connection when the other spouse went, oh my goodness, I had no idea you were feeling that way. I don't want you to feel that way.
0: Right. I and mean, now and now we're looking at finances differently.
1: Totally. It's a game changer. Totally yeah. different. I mean, we still yeah. need
0: to keep a good budget. There's good plans. Yeah. You know, back to that whole issue. But it was the exposure, or not the exposure, but the, yeah, what is the exposure? It was the exposure of the dis, the distortion and the internal wound.
1: And feeling a failure.
0: Yeah. 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 A couple other side effects of of couples experiencing vulnerability in a positive way. They are actually able to engage and be accepting of one another's imperfections. I kind of said that a little earlier. I can accept my words as well as your own. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, They become more intimate in their relationship. And so kind of talk to me a little bit about that, Bryn.
1: Well, by being intimate in their relationship, they can uh, talk at a deeper level with each other because there's trust. And the vulnerability will continue to grow as it's almost like on the last podcast, we were talking about trust. It's like if trust had been violated before and you want to trust again, take that step of trusting, but verify. And it's almost like that when you you know make it a point to try to be more vulnerable it might be a little scary at first it's like putting your toe in the in the lake to see the, the temperature is this going to be safe is going to be comfortable for me to continue to share and one thing that is so important after people share affirm them in that because that is just validating that person to Be able to say wow i really appreciate that must have been really hard for you to share i that took a lot of courage and i i It's an honor that I am on the sacred ground of your heart to listen to what's important to you. Mm -hmm. That just builds continuity in the relationship. Yeah,
0: Yeah, strength. Um,
1: Yeah. A lot of other things that come along when a couple is being vulnerable, is uh, they're responsible, they're reliable, they're faithful. They really have good problem-solving skills together because they kind of have each other's back and know where each other's strengths and weaknesses are.
0: Now, when you, you mentioned problem-solving uh, skills improve because of vulnerability, I, I want to underline that a little bit because often when couples come to us for coaching or uh, counseling, they want to get to the problem. Somebody fix it. Somebody fix the problem. And in a reality, that is a real big temptation for I think maybe more than, more more so you when we're working with people than me, mm-hmm. because I that's the last thing I want to do is solve the problem. If they, if they, they're smart people. If they could have solved the problem, they'd have done it before. They wouldn't <laughs> be talking to us.
1: The yeah. problem
0: is not the problem. It's a vulnerability impasse. If there was vulnerability, the problem wouldn't exist because Mm. they would have figured it out because they could have exposed their heart and then went, oh, that's what you're feeling. That's what we need to do. I trust you. I'm reliable. I'm with you. I got your back. Let's do that. But it ain't going to happen unless I can be really open, transparent, and vulnerable with you so that my authentic self is known. So in a way, when you got a problem... Don't start with the problem. If it's a mathematical problem, you know, yeah, get your calculator out and go do it. But if it's a relational problem, don't start with the problem. Start with how you what, what are you feeling below the surface here? Mm-hmm. What's really going on underneath the surface? What's really happening in what you believe about this situation? Because those beliefs are down in, in my attitudes, my my values, my you know down in that substructure of my my personality okay yeah. and so the Excellent. the problem yeah. yeah then then you get to the problem okay
1: and that's that's a game changer in a relationship, I think. And that is dropping from your head to your heart mm-hmm. and that's where connection happens. Connectication. So, We've yeah. been talking about that.
0: So <laughs> yeah. so in the, the, the outcome of, of vulnerability is is that we have increased the feeling of peace, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. feeling of confidence that yeah, we are in this together. Safety increases. There's fulfillment. We are actually capable and are empowered to make some things, chat, to we, we feel capable and empowered uh, to change some things. We're, we're more safe and, and, and have the freedom to work and to protect one another just because we're learning to be more vulnerable.
1: And I think by having all those great qualities together, there's a level of satisfaction in the relationship that I don't need to go outside of the relationship to find it. I have it right here. Right. Or I know how to develop it deeper. Yes. Which that's, once again game changer yeah
0: because if you go outside the relationship and you find the same problem the, the common denominator is you. you you are where you are at i I wanna I want to just make one final point before we get to the action steps and I, I made a very brief statement of what I refer to as a vulnerability impasse. This is really important for everybody to really understand. Uh, I had read a professional article on this particular issue called vulnerability impasse, and the vulnerability impasse is is that we get to a place to where we have these survival strategies, and these survival strategies have a lot to do with hiding, running away, fighting, taking control creating chaos, blaming you, or ending up shaming myself.
1: Wow. That's a lot.
0: (laughs) I mean, really? And those are strategies that are going to get me closer to you? That is a pile of crap. It's going to do everything but get me closer. It's going to drive you away. Thus, that's why the title of the article I picked up on was A Vulnerability Impasse. It is the very thing that you need to do. Yes, it is going to be counterintuitive. Yes, it is going to revolve around taking a risk. But one of the key things that Brenda and I say a lot of times in our our seminars is to the degree of risk will impact the degree of satisfaction. If I, risk, if I risk little, I get little in return in the satisfaction. People say, I just want to be happy. To that, I would say, baloney. You want to be satisfied. You want a continuity of the relationship, and that's what gets happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to work for it. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't come to you because you went down to Baskin-Robbins and got some ice cream that says happy marriage. It might feel good for a little while, but this vulnerability impasse is hard work and i would just really again emphasize if you're stuck get professional help there are tools and tricks and tips uh gosh that sounds like somebody else says that uh, that, that <laughs> no can
1: tingles be... though
0: yeah well, the tingles come the tingles come okay i'm preaching and, i'm preaching
1: and and i so appreciate that and it doesn't matter where you're at in your relationship if you're just getting just married or been married 50 years you know the idea is to be curious about each other um even in those seasons of dryness
0: yeah 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 so okay so let's so, get to the action yeah steps. here's a couple
1: action here's steps, your and then we're gonna wound wind this we're, up we're gonna wind it up
0: <laughs> bring it okay, in okay number Land one
1: if you got burned by being vulnerable what would it take for you to try again
0: Be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What what would it take Mm -hmm. to try again? Okay. You
1: need to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you can, let your spouse know so they can be part of that healing process.
0: Okay. Second action step. By sharing your thoughts, feelings, challenges, and weaknesses, how will that strengthen your relationship?
1: That's what we've been talking about.
0: That's called vulnerability. So Mm -hmm. by sharing your thoughts, feelings, challenges, and weaknesses, how will that actually strengthen your relationship? It, again, doesn't make sense, but it gets you what you need because that vulnerability breaks the ice. So you figure that out for yourselves. What's the last?
1: Last one is if vulnerability takes courage, what is one simple step you can take uh, to be courageous for the sake of your relationship?
0: Wow. One simple step.
1: One thing I can do.
0: Yeah. So because it requires courage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So a well, I would love courage. to
1: hear some of the things you guys come up with. You can email us at hello at gillandbrenda.com. That would be a privilege to hear that.
0: Is there any other way they, they can get a hold of us? Is there a website or anything like that?
1: Well, through our website, gillandbrenda.com, but we're not there yet.
0: Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Let's
1: so, wrap this up. So
0: let's, let's wrap this up. Hide and seek identity, connection, trust, and vulnerability. Belief and commitment are the common thread. Here's the closing comment to this entire four-step series. Hide and seek in your relationship identity, connection, trust, and vulnerability. In reverse, vulnerability is proof that you feel safe. Safety and trust increase connection. And by increasing your connection, love grows, blooms, and can be shared. Because you know, If you ain't got the marriage,
1: you ain't got nothing.
0: Okay, guys, we would love to hear your uh, feedback on this one. And if you think we're crazy, we are. We we (laughs) join
1: us on our journey. Join us on our journey. We're having fun. We are delusional,
0: (laughs) but we believe this can really happen. (laughs) And
1: our marriage rocks.
0: (laughs) So we want to (laughs) encourage you. (laughs) We want to encourage you. So again, thanks for listening in.
1: Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gillandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today. And thank you to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens.